the people who are ready to be just radically honest with themselves and build a brand on who they really are will succeed no matter how they look. Will they succeed as fast as someone who is incredibly attractive? Probably not, but they will succeed. Entrepreneurs love talking about business. However, it's no secret there's also so many things they love talking about which are not about business. In the Sea of Business podcasts, none of your business is a refreshing break, a surprise kiss, an afternoon fizz. Through Carla Singson's cheeky and radical takes on mundane and principle-heavy topics, you'll gain insights that guarantee you something to talk about on your first Tinder date, while visiting grandma, or if you want to impress your new boss. Big thanks to Proximity Outsourcing for sponsoring this episode. Outsource the most tedious tasks in your business, such as data management, appointment setting, and creatives for less than $12 an hour, fully managed. Visit ProximityOutsourcing.com for more info. Tired of business podcasts? Tune in to None of Your Business. New episodes weekly. All right. Good morning, everyone. This is Carla once again for another episode of None of Your Business. Today is going to be super fun. I have my demon friend here. Her <laughs> words, not mine. <laughs> uh, Des Dobreva. Des is a globally recognized branding and membership expert, also known as the Branding Queen trademark. She helps business owners create trailblazer brands by showing them in a different way to build status as a business owner, one that allows them to be 100% themselves while they enjoy their journey. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Desislava. Hell yeah. Oh my God. I love how you say my name. Say it again. Desislava. (laughs) Also, now that I'm finally on this podcast, can I just say I love the name of your podcast. This is quite possibly the best podcast name ever. (laughs) <laughs> to the point where I'm thinking, why the hell did I not think about this first? She nailed it. That, that was that was the point. That was <laughs> yeah, I wanted. I have those moments too. You know, like you and I are like marketing professionals. So we do have those moments where we're just like, oh, it's so good. Why didn't I think of that? And then you kind of just sit there, eat Doritos and hate yourself for five minutes. Yes, but only for five minutes because it's you and I'm happy about it. If it was someone that right, I was right, like, right. that I couldn't yeah. stand, I would be like... <laughs> Yeah. No, it's not a real hate. It's just like, ah, oh. like it's just a little. In the Filipino, there's a term called gigil. There's no direct English uh, translation for it, but gigil means like you're just like, ah, oh. like you you want to like, you know, I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> murder someone. Mur- you want to murder someone, but not really. Like uh, you my want demon powers. Your demon powers. So I think she's gonna legally change her name to demon. Lava Dubreva. <laughs> one, Demon Lava. Oh my God, I like it. Just one lawyer call away. So um, actually, we haven't talked about our topic for today, which is really, really special. So a few weeks ago, I reached out to Des, a really, really good friend of mine. Um, just like Lauren, who was also my guest at this podcast, definitely check out that episode about scams. Des and I also share that special bond of uh, being (laughs) scammed by the same person. Um, So today we're actually going to talk about her stories and some insights about being a hot girl 
on social media and doing business on social media. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you said yes. How did you feel when I asked you? <laughs> I felt very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, I mean, listen, I would expect that kind of topic from you totally because you're just yeah. so different from everyone else in the space. But I was so excited because not that I don't love doing any type of podcast with anyone. Well, not anyone, you know, only the special people. But um, this is just such a different topic that I think a lot of women would not discuss for a multitude of reasons. So I'm very happy we're going into it. Yeah. You know, I, uh, one of the things that really fascinates me about this topic is that a lot of people think that, you know, hot girls doing business or girls that are, you know, what society would consider attractive, um, that we, oh, wow, I said we, I'm just kidding, that you guys <laughs> have uh, an Please. upper hand, an upper hand. I'm only hot when I choose to be. So that's what, you know, um, an upper hand. And they, you know, I, I just wonder if that's really true and how it plays into the whole business thing. So first question, um, can you define to me what you would consider a hot girl? And when was the time that you look at, you know, you realize like, oh my God, I'm, I'm kind of hot. well definitely not when I was a teenager that's for sure um I don't think ever in my life I I've ever referred to myself as hot that's Mm. a it's an interesting word I don't know why but your name has lava in it (laughs) (laughs) that's so true I think the word hot tends to trigger people a little bit more than words like beautiful Mm. or attractive I don't know why that is um but no I've never really considered myself or referred to myself as that I I do think I mean I don't think I'm ugly Mm. um but I'm I'm not gonna sit here and be like I am a 10 out of 10 goddess like right 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 you don't like me you just don't have taste I don't believe that (laughs) it's so subjective I, I remember reading about the definition of beauty somewhere a few years ago and it was only about some sort of symmetry mm. like if your features are symmetrical to a certain extent that's what makes you conventionally beautiful I found that very interesting yeah, yeah I don't really I don't I don't sit here and, and, and consider myself like super beautiful but I think um, I'm also not gonna lie and be like I'm super ugly but there was no particular moment I was very insecure for the majority of my life until maybe Actually, until I started my business, I think that gave me a lot of confidence. Um, mm. And you know, when you become a more of a public figure, you tend to learn to understand yourself more and how right. other people perceive you. Right, right. And so sometimes it's like hotness is merely comes from confidence, which mm. is kind of a, a an orchestra of different things, like other people telling you you're hot or... Yeah. Um, you know, strangers starting to tell you you're hot or like, and then you also starting to take care of yourself more and seeing changes that you like uh, based on your appearance. So, you know, I think that's the most objective way we could define it. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence. I think, I think there are a lot of people who may not be considered conventionally beautiful, whatever that is, right. but their confidence just makes them so attractive to, right. the, to the people around them. And that's why I've always 
wanted to have confidence and for the majority of my life I didn't mm. but once I started to you know I went through this whole fake it till you make it phase because that's right. kind of how confidence works until yeah. you've really healed from all the shit in your life can I can I yeah. curse in here mm-hmm. oh great shit <laughs> shit, shit, shit okay I'll stop now <laughs> This is so refreshing. Like, oh my God, I have all this power now. Yes. Freedom of speech. <laughs> oh, this got me so excited. I forgot what I was. So, oh yeah. Confidence. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Once I slowly started to be more and more and more confident, I think that's where also I could look at myself more realistically. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe we're all biased to a certain extent, but I could more realistically look at myself and realize, okay, well, I am attractive to a certain extent which uh then threw me into the dark hole of like oh my god is this gonna stop me or is it gonna help me <laughs> like, right with what right. i'm doing yeah yeah that's um that's definitely there's definitely that moment when when you kind of start questioning if your looks are are going to be beneficial at all because there's also times you know i think studies show that statistically more attractive or even like taller people right like make more money or something like that wow, or like it's I did yeah. not know that yeah I there is a yeah there's a study about like height but this is like statistically obviously because uh we know a lot of people who are not tall and make good money and and sometimes it actually works for them they have a little like chip on their shoulder right and <laughs> um so there's that so tell us a little bit about your online business journey how did you start your business online and how did it how did being like you know attractive or hot contribute to your journey when you were starting to be fair I mean I don't know if it's because being in our industry just has so few barriers to entry I mean you can decide I'm starting a business today and you can put out an offer Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have to spend like invest any money it's not like an actual startup where you have all these massive costs or if it's because of what you just said but my my start in business was I wouldn't say it was incredibly difficult and I don't think I've ever shared that before because obviously I was working 18 hours a day and obviously it was not easy but I I figured it out pretty quickly how to grow I mean I made a hundred thousand dollars in my first eight months in business Mm -hmm. And I honestly have absolutely no clue if that would have been the case if I didn't look like that. I don't know. Right. I've had many people tell me that that would not have been the case, but I don't know. I I think that a lot of people misunderstand what being um, semi-good looking in our space gives you because, yeah, of course it gets you through the door. It gets right. you through some doors, okay? Right. It gets you through some doors, but then you're always questioning why the hell did I get through that door? Right, <laughs> Is it because right. of this or because of this, right? Yeah. And that's not very pleasant. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was the reason. But I I got the business going pretty quickly. And I just didn't allow myself to ask myself these questions too often right. because it would have just distracted me from what I was doing. Yeah. Plus, like in your first year of your business business, you're very like focused on the work, right? You're focused on the work. You're focused on getting results for your clients. So there's not really a lot of time for for introspection. It, it's a little bit of a luxury, actually, on that point. Um, yeah. I would say if your business is, or if you mainly do your business on social media, 
being attractive definitely gives you an advantage because people you will be so forgettable in a sea of faces if you're if you're norm average looking if you're average looking right if you're if everything if anything is average in terms of content if your content is average your words are average your video editing whatever your looks are average you're gonna get passed on right so i think i think that's also it well, that's a good way of saying it because you you outlined a few things there. Like you didn't mm. just say, well, if you're not beautiful, you're going to get lost in a sea of faces. But you said the content, the words, the the visual identity. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like there are so many beautiful pe- people out there who are not successful at all. And mm. they're trying. God knows they're trying. But it's in our industry, I mean, it's just not working because it really is about being confident and being honest with yourself about this is who I am, not who I want to be, not my desired self. This is my current self. Uh-huh. And I'm going to now take my actual essence and uh-huh. turn it into a powerful brand. I call these trailblazer brands. Um, uh-huh. it, it's the people who wish they were more beautiful or wish they were smarter or wish that those right. are the people that have a really hard time. But the people who are ready to be just radically honest with themselves and build a brand on who they really are will succeed no matter how they look. Will they succeed as fast as someone who is incredibly attractive? Probably not, but they will succeed. Yeah, it's always the it's always the work and the results that that matters. Uh, I feel like I feel like you know, in some like in sales, for example, having you know someone who's attractive who's talking to you instantly like psychologically instantly relaxes like your brain right because that's that's what we we like looking like we like looking at babies so there's certain images that are our brain like when we see them our brain relaxes and one of those images is an attractive face or an asymmetrical asymmetrical face so i would say if you're in sales also which you will be doing on your first year in business you know you are selling yourself you're coming to these calls trying to convince someone to work with you um Definitely being attractive gives you a leg up. And I think that part of business is one part that I would say there's definitely an advantage to someone who's uh, good looking. Do you agree? I agree with that. The only thing that I'm questioning is you said about how seeing a beautiful face instantly relaxes you. When you said that, I started wondering don't don't doesn't it also get intimidating though maybe for for so like if you're if, if you're sitting across on a on a sales call across from someone who's incredibly good looking whether you're a man or a woman doesn't matter don't you sometimes feel a little bit intimidated and that actually makes you feel awkward instead of at ease have you ever had that i i've definitely had that that um that experience i remember being on this sales call i don't know like a few years ago um where i was I think it also depends on the level of attractiveness of the person. I think Mm. if the person is super attractive and you're just shocked that they are, I definitely caught myself like stumbling through my words. And I was just like this little girl with a crush again, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't on my A game. So I guess there's that, that's definitely Mm. a valid uh, concern. Uh, And also it's, it's opposite sex, right? It's opposite sex. So there's going to be a little bit of a, of a short circuit there um if i'm talking to a girl and she's incredibly attractive i relax actually and i'm like and i i even feel like like she's my friend or oh i want to be her friend because like these people are high status right beauty is is a status uh, symbol 
So yeah. that's that's my opinion. What do you think? Actually, yeah, I can totally really I, I feel the same way. Now I'm realizing there's this mutual usually there's this mutual feeling of, oh, she's interesting. I, I wonder if we could be friends. That that's yeah. a few times. Yeah. Happened yeah. to me with you when I, I first met you. <laughs> me too. Oh my gosh. But we just clicked so fast and we yeah. I remember that. I remember actually I even remember that pictures with a bright pink swimsuit. Uh, we were taking at the marina. I cannot forget that. You you said you you said you said to me, you look like a piñata, but I've never seen a piñata look so good. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that so well. Oh my god, well that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like you. Um so I think also like on that note, I think the gap is also something, right? Like if if someone is attractive but they're not but but the our attractiveness gap is not that high. I don't think I'll be super intimidated. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. If it's like Brad Pitt, I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna give you a discount right now. <laughs> discount, it's free. <laughs> I'm gonna come to your house and set this up and onboard <laughs> you myself. <laughs> Tell your wife. <laughs> and give you and give you these five bonuses. And give you these five bonuses. Uh one is um my child. And the next is my, my car. Just take everything. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Next thing you know, he's going to want to be on your podcast. Oh, gosh. Jesus Christ. Good thing people like those are are in another industry. They're in Hollywood. So, <laughs> uh, um, what are some of the when uh so let's go back to you. What what are some of the most common or funny like hot girl experiences on social media? Oof. Did you say funny? <laughs> yeah, let's, we can okay. do we can do funny. Funny or okay. um surprising or something. Uh, funny. So that eliminates 99% of my experiences then. <laughs> <laughs> let's take the one percent well here's yeah. a really funny one this is so i run a lot of ads for my business mm -hmm. yeah 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 that, yeah for, you do get a lot of <laughs> horrendous people there but sometimes you get some really funny ones too so there was what i think happened was someone saw one of my ads and it was a video of me just promoting one of my five-day events and mm -hmm they tagged someone else and then they tagged someone else. And now there's this group of like 10 or 12 people who are all talking to each other on my ad. And oh. the topic of conversation was, this is not an actual person. She looks like she's AI generated. Okay. So let's talk about it. And there was this whole conversation. Wow. <laughs> actually a robot because you totally have now these um, features where you can uh, create a video that's fully AI generated <laughs> right, right, and right. the only reason this happened was because I filmed the video through Instagram so it had a, a, one of the filters on it oh that make it prettier oh that's crazy <laughs> and they kept commenting on every single one of my ads and I don't think I ever even engaged in that because it was just so hilarious to read I was just like what the actual hell should I should I film like a video with today's newspaper like like <laughs> just to prove that that you're a person give them a live stream of you playing with your cats or something doing something normal like washing dishes yes, but maybe my cats are AI generated because they're That's that right. perfect I mean yeah there's a what was that cat wang 
You remember that app where you can put like a cat face on your pictures or something like that? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's, that's pretty funny. Uh, I think one of my friends also shared that the other kind of phenomenon that hot girls have on social media is just because they're hot, people assume things about them, right? So have you experienced that? And what are some of the, say, horrible or unbelievable assumptions that people people say about you? Yeah, I think the most common one is probably that, well, if you're pretty, then nothing else can ever be bad <laughs> about mm. your life. I mean, there's no struggle at all. Oh, I see. It's very meaningful. Yeah, it's like the most basic bitch thing you can assume about someone. Like everything's perfect because you look good. <laughs> and yeah. oh, and another one is you look good without zero effort whatsoever, except I'm in the gym every freaking day of my life. And, yeah. and I'm like, gonna, like my nutrition is insane. Like it's people don't realize these things sometimes how much, I mean, I'm sure there are women who don't need to put even an ounce of the work I put in to to look good and I hate them with passion (laughs) 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 but uh, that's one assumption that used to bother me a lot now I don't give a crap I think when you hear something a thousand times you're like oh cool yeah Yeah. you believe that I'm I'm good I'm fine yeah I'm good at everything believe it by everything I put out (laughs) those are some of them and I mean there's um obviously the sugar daddy assumption which I'm sure you love as well yeah uh, I'm sure we both have gotten that one because a woman couldn't possibly have a successful let alone a million dollar business I mean that's like yeah especially not I have the added bonus of being eastern european which is something I don't talk about too much because I work with a very western audience who just can't relate to that Mm. But once in a while, I'll share. And um, the responses are always so interesting. Half the people are like, oh, I never realized that was actually a problem for you. Mm. And the other half of the people usually know someone who is from Eastern Europe who's been mistreated because they are from Eastern Europe. So for me, as someone from Eastern Europe who is semi-attractive and trying to build this uh, really big, successful business empire, Mm -hmm. um, it's not been an easy journey because um my very first business coach i think it was who said you need to now that you're going to be working with americans and british people like just pick either american accent or british accent i was like what yeah (laughs) the whole point what about my accent but yeah like the the whole point of building a powerful brand is building it on who i am because because will your success actually feel like success if you have to fake who you are to get there Mm. So I was like, fuck that. I'm just going to take my accent and the fact that I'm from Eastern Europe and turn it from a weakness into my biggest advantage. And that's kind of what I did. Right. So I think the lesson there is that there are a lot of things that we can take as advantage, right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. your looks, where you're from, your background, um, you know, unconventional, maybe work experiences. Like, I love your story when you said like, I was a dishwasher and I didn't know what to do with my life. And so, so all of these things, sometimes people forget that you're right. Like sometimes people forget that you, that you struggle, like how many celebrities like commit suicide or just drown their um, depression in drugs because, you know, these are literally the most attractive people. We pay them, we pay them to be attractive and stay attractive. Which is a part of the problem, right? Mm, that's right. That's right. 
So, um, so it's, it's not really, you know, when it comes to business, it's still, unless you're in show business, <laughs> it still comes down to your results, your, your longevity in the business, what other people in your industry say about you. Um, what is, what is something that most people would be surprised to know about, about your world or even like your schedule or your, you know, how you run your business? In terms of how I run my business, I think the most surprising thing of all, because, you know, I am on a, a few different platforms, I'm active every day. So I think that creates this illusion, which is the whole point, I guess, mm -hmm. of wow, she's always there, mm -hmm. um, which, of course, I want people to feel like I'm always there helping, serving, creating for them. But the reality of the situation is I do that for a couple of hours a day. I mean, I spend five hours today in the gym and in the spa. Crazy. <laughs> I'm there every single day because it honestly saves my sanity. Like running yeah. a business like we do is um is is not not stressful. Like mm -hmm. we have days where it is quite stressful, days when it's not. And for me, like being going to the gym every day, going to the spa, taking a walk, going on date nights, doing those things really literally saves my sanity. And I think people sometimes don't realize that you don't have to work all the time. And I certainly don't. And I think another thing that's maybe a misunderstanding about my life or the lives of a lot of women in our space is that especially men they think we all just come together and support each other and love <laughs> each other there's this kinship like the sisterhood is the word right. they use, right? right and god i have to tell you like it is I, I am the, the people who chase me with with their pitchforks are usually women the people wow. who are nasty to me on my ads the people who like I make a post about something I care about they'll come and just be nasty over there for no reason wow. that's women really yeah yeah so much sisterhood so it's been very difficult for me to find women I can trust which I'm very happy that I have now um on this journey and I only really found them uh in inside of my <laughs> membership actually right right um because we realize we share the same values we're kind of on the same journey we you know how like with you you sometimes just instantly click with someone yeah. but it's a very small circle and outside mm -hmm. of that circle I just tend to not trust anyone <laughs> yeah I I totally resonate with you on that it's also you know it's a mix of like your experience being being kind of minimized or invalidated and then plus like other women in business who just don't have the best intentions when it comes to to you um i what is the i'm just curious what is the percentage of women in your community uh you oh, know ratio that's the, that's the best part it's probably 80 percent or more 80 percent women so, yeah yeah so i'm very happy that at least i am attracting women who are not like that mm, that's right I said that I mean I'm sure you've worked with a lot of clients yourself because your business is quite scalable to an extent <clears throat> sorry um I've worked with thousands of clients over the last six seven years not hundreds thousands and it's, it's happened as well that I am working with an actual paying client who is a woman and then things turn sour literally out of nowhere I mean yeah. I remember um, wow. I received an email one day from one of my clients. This was some time ago. And it was this, you know how sometimes you don't know what the actual reasoning is behind someone acting badly towards you, but you can kind of feel where it's yeah. coming from. So 
um, she had been in one of my programs for a while. She had she had praised me. She had said, I'm the best mentor you could ever find. And then mm. literally a week after that, she sends me to Sima. She's like, um, how dare you uh, t- ch- uh, take my money? Like, I have no money for groceries. I have no money for oh a week before that. She told me she made like five-figure loans or something like that. And now there's this email of like, I've decided that I don't want to be in your world anymore. It's just, just seeing you triggers me. Um, and wow. I can't allow that for my sanity, like to continue anymore. I was like, what in the actual, we literally always have had pleasant conversations. Like she yeah. had got so much help and suddenly out of nowhere, she can't even look at me because she gets triggered. And That's that really crazy. hurt me at the time. I, I think yeah. not, not a lot of things hurt me anymore because yeah. I've seen I it see all. That. Yeah, but that I sat with that for a few days and I even questioned, like, did I? that's the worst part when you start questioning yourself because it's it's very dangerous like did I do something to get her Mm -hmm. to that point but it just usually you don't usually you didn't do anything it's just that when you the way I see it is when you are a very confident woman in particular and you you operate on this really high frequency we're getting spiritual here um on this, my clients will love this, on this really high frequency, there are people with different types of frequencies, right? And people with a lower frequency than yours who haven't healed from certain things, don't understand the world or themselves, their worldview is quite limited. When they come into your world, it's an instant, oh, it's just her very existence activates me negatively. Right. And I've felt that so many times. So Mm -hmm. the way I look at it is, as long as your presence activates the majority of people who come into your world positively, as in inspires them, challenges them, gets them to want to do more mm-hmm. instead of makes them feel triggered that you even exist, then that's good. If that ratio changes or it's 50-50, I would, I would then examine myself because that would be quite problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely had my share of haters, as you know, and um it it definitely you know sometimes their words get to you right Mm -hmm. like like what you said you start questioning yourself and then you start um it's it's um it's undeniable and it's it's hard to avoid that their words get to us and how these words could sometimes invalidate what we've built and what we've worked so hard for because we are always kind of looking out if we are actually doing enough good, you know, like we're actually concerned that our clients get results. Uh, we're actually concerned that we're telling the truth and, you know, things like that. And so when, when people come to you with these opinions or these things that are not true, you, you, it's, it's unavoidable to start questioning yourself. Um, and, and what hurts even more is if some, some of these people you consider, you used to consider them as friends right? Or like you, like this person called you her best mentor. How heartwarming is that? I will live in that compliment, you know, um, for for weeks, that compliment will make me so happy. And then a week after she just turns around and you know, wants a refund or something. Yeah. And it, nothing had even actually happened. It was just her regular monthly payment <laughs> just to clarify like we yeah. didn't actually invent a payment out of nowhere yeah and yeah yeah. You know, 
I think this was right when the pandemic started. So people were extra freaked out. But at the same time, I'm not your emotional punch punching bag. Like I'm not yeah. here for you to just yeah. like be the worst version of yourself and be and for that to be tolerated. That's a boundary that I'm just not gonna cross. Yeah. So what did you what did you do? Um, so you just took her out of your membership. Kicked her out of everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You don't. You don't. In my world, what used to happen was there's strike one, and then on strike two, you're out. And then I had to change that because yeah. it was not good for my sanity. I had to set the boundary that if you disrespect me or my team or any of my clients in here once, no, you're out. You will get a refund usually as well. Um, and you, I just never want to see you again. And for yeah. that reason, obviously, when you work with thousands of clients, that's that has happened a handful of times yeah. over the last six, seven years. And I um what many people don't realize is that if they are activated enough, they will then go behind your back and start their own hate group <laughs> and start trashing you on social media. And then that's entertaining. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've had I know of other kind of influencers or business people with a large following that have because their following is so huge. Um they their audience is so huge too and then there's also you know some there's always a percentage of people that do not like you or do not resonate with you and that's fine but yeah ryan stuman actually ryan stuman has a large following there is he found this facebook group of people that are just like his haters and all these people people do is just talk shit about him and so he found out about this group and instead of being mad, he was like, I just feel bad for these people because yeah. they spent yeah. this time working on their business. <laughs> exactly. Like I always like whenever that happens to me, which is relatively often when you're in the in a public figure. Yeah. Um, I always just sit there like, wow, how terrible your life must be. I mean, I would hire you a therapist if I gave a crap, but unfortunately yeah. I don't. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just wish they would get help. And mm -hmm. I, I don't say that necessarily in the sarcastic way this time. But mm -hmm. I really do think more people than we can imagine need help. Um, and it's really, it's a serious matter. I mean, as you know, the way my story goes is I almost took my own life because I was cyberbullied, which is why I can now sit there and just allow myself to be entertained by these people. But the thing is, like, I invited towards myself I'd rather you do it to me than to someone who is hasn't healed from the shit I've healed from and they might do something crazy because you did that to them and I don't think they ever sit back and realize how much damage they can inflict upon someone who just hasn't learned to tolerate this t kind of abuse which is what this this is abuse let's face it so yeah I think and this is probably why so many people come to me asking to talk about the trolls and the haters and online yeah. attacks and all that i just i've given advice to a lot of people over the years who haven't quite reached the level yet where they can tolerate it let alone be entertained by it and they have shut down their entire business because of it they have like crawled crawled under their sheets and stayed there right. for days they've been severely depressed people take their lives from cyberbullying exactly time exactly but you can't really there's a part where you can't really be um, reacting this way every time you get attacked because there uh -huh. you're just like preaching. Like, I'm not your therapist. I'm not here right. to 
educate you on the dangers of cyberbullying. You should just fuck off, basically. Yeah. yeah, I know. I I used to have this um principle that I'm not gonna block anyone because I want them to see how awesome my life is. Same. <laughs> like my my the actual people that I I really find hard to forgive, you know, I'm not gonna say I've I'm perfect. I've perfectly healed from everything. I've forgiven everyone. I'm going to come out here and say that I have not. In fact, I have not even forgiven my high school bully for traumatizing me. Um, And some people I have not forgiven. And really, you know, it's easy to say that I'm going to do the Christian way and be the bigger person. But for me, I'm not. And I'm not. I'm going to use that to to grow my business and to increase my motivation. And because of that, I get to help more people and serve more businesses. And that is the other side of it. So, um, but I, I noticed that, you know, in this conversation of helping yourself, healing yourself, um, choosing what to forgive and not, and be, be fully aware <clears throat> of it. What do you, there's also women who do business on social media that are attractive, they're hot, you know, they're considered hot that have not healed from, from things. And so what are, what are some of the common mistakes that you see them do? when, you know, as an observant, because, because you're in branding, you're in branding, you're a very keen social media observer and reader of behaviors. I would, I'd really love to hear your insight. Yeah, my, uh, my, my feed is usually covered with a lot of mistakes I see women make. And mm, the most common one probably being oversharing. And I don't mean that, like, don't be open with your audience. No, no, vulnerability is important and as part of every brand and every business, regardless of what you do at this point. But <clears throat> oversharing is not vulnerability. It's treating social media like some sort of diary without realizing it's totally public. These words will never die. These words uh-huh. will live forever, even if you take down that post. Uh-huh. It's like putting a video on YouTube. I don't care if you take it down. It's still somewhere. Uh-huh. And... <clears throat> I've seen so many things. There was the case of, um, it was this woman I was connected to and she was a little bit older than I am and she had gotten divorced, but it was a really bad divorce. Mm. She owned, I think, a multi-million dollar business. She was, she got, she was so depressed. She started using Facebook as her outlet, I guess, to talk about this divorce proceedings, which I don't even know if you can do. And it would get so bad that her audience, including myself, would be tuning every day to see, oh, my God, what's happening today? And she would be like, oh, so today we went to court. This asshole, he said this and he wants to take my children. It was that bad. And she thought she was being vulnerable. She legitimately for I think it went on for a year plus. Wow. She, she thought she was like being a so opera. It's so it was so <laughs> bad because, yeah, it was entertaining for everyone else. But it was very damaging to her brand and probably to her mental health without her realizing because she would spend ages arguing with people about it because you shouldn't be posting things that you haven't healed from. That's very dangerous. That's a very good advice. Yeah. Post things. uh, What was that? Don't post about things that you haven't healed from. Healed from, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it leads to being defensive which then kills your brand, your reputation. And she lost so many clients. I knew someone who used to work with her and she lost so many clients. And I understand where she was coming from that you just want to share, especially if you don't have someone in your life, a friend, a therapist, 
which I don't think she did at that point. But I don't even know what happened to her because she kind of disappeared after that, which makes me really sad. So I would say oversharing is a massive issue. Um, I think in particular women who are attractive, I think sometimes they think, well, I can say anything and I'll never lose my audience. I'll never lose my business. I'll never lose my brand. People will always respect me, but beauty doesn't equal respect. Mm -hmm. Beauty equals attention. That's that's it. It's actually your job to take that attention, turn it into respect, turn it into relevance, which is even tougher. Respect is easier to build than relevance because relevance means, well, you 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 stay relevant. Right. right? So, um, yeah. And not sharing something you haven't healed from. I see so many people doing that because there's people teaching them to do that. It's like, put your story on social media. Um, and there was someone who's going through cancer treatments who was being told to share that on social media. And she felt so uncomfortable. Yeah, It was a situation of, I don't know if I'm going to survive this. Yeah. And I'm putting it on social media, which then deteriorates, deteriorates my mental health, which is what I need to fight this. Yeah, And yeah. she became my client. And I was like, please stop talking about this publicly. You're not ready. Yeah. You're not this is not this should not be your priority right now yeah um share whatever the way i put it is share on social media whatever feels slightly uncomfortable because we don't want you to feel too comfortable right we want to be challenged but if it goes to the point where you hit publish and you have to close down your laptop because you're so terrified of how people will respond that's not good that's not hell that's toxic as hell and that's not how you build a business mm, yeah uh, I feel like sometimes these like really, really bad business coaches, especially the really bad branding coaches. Oh my God, where do we start? Um, they always have these, I just hate how they have these like generic advice of you should be vulnerable. You should share your story. Like, yeah, but there's a certain way to it. Like for ages, literature teachers have been teaching storytelling, you know, People get actual four-year courses just to learn how to write, right? Wow. And, and of course, we just do it fast and quick and, you know, do what we can. And then we practice every day. So we become better writers. But there's just these people who just give super bad advice. And, and they let their clients do these, like, cringy things all in the name of, like, attention and likes. is really the wrong metrics to look yeah. at because it doesn't even yeah. lead to sales. No, because you, I think a lot of these coaches um, are not coming from a genuine place of we're doing this to help people. They're coming from a place of, well, everyone's a lead, everyone's a prospect, and they've lost touch with why they wanted to do this in the first place, if they even ever had an actual right. good right. purpose for it. And then they perpetuate that. So, and a lot of clients come to me. I work with the most incredible people ever who are so caring mm -hmm. to the point where sometimes they don't make money because they care so much and yeah. the problem is when that kind of a person is false for the clever marketing of a business coach who doesn't give a crap about people mm. um there's a lot of <laughs> bad things that come out of that relationship they try to push methods on them that don't work but then they are um, brainwashed into believing well if it doesn't work you just have to push harder because my process always works and if it doesn't then right. it's you and then the person experienced all this shame and guilt like well maybe I'm just too stupid maybe I'm just not right. trying to be a business owner and then when they come to me we have to then 
unlearn all this crap that they learned from someone they never should have worked with in the first place. And, you know, I know people are going to hate me for saying that. <laughs> I kind of hate myself for saying it, but I do wish there was some sort of a little bit more regulation in their industry because uh-huh. it, it's just not normal for someone to have never even understood what business is what marketing is what branding is and then tomorrow they create an account on facebook and they're a business coach it's just not right it's unacceptable this is damaging and dangerous to actual human beings yeah yeah and you know i feel like it's you know if you're if you're fucking with people's businesses you're fucking about their dreams you're fucking about their you know how they're gonna provide for their children your livelihood you know? yeah yeah mm-hmm. their livelihood is you know and and, and their identity you know, during the pandemic, when people lost uh, their jobs, when they lost even just coming to work, when they lost and they don't see their office friends anymore, it made me realize how big of a part of our lives and our identity, our work is. You know, we spend eight hours a day, you know, conventionally uh, doing the work and, you know, coming to work. Basically, you know, if you're if you have a, like a conventional arrangement, like a job which most people have, and even like business owners like you and I, we spend more, we spend more than eight hours, you know, sometimes because work for us is not just being on our laptop. Work is anytime, you know, it's anytime. Um, So, you know, going back to our topic of like, you know, hot people, attractive people, when they do this cringy, vulnerable things, they actually get chastised more. They actually get more hate. Because people, you know, I feel like if you are hot, also, you're attractive, people, some people are waiting for you to make a mistake. Oh, yeah. They you can, are, you know, yeah, you know, chastise yeah, 100%. you. 100%. And yeah. you're held to, a, for some reason, you're held to a much higher standard as well. Right. I've right. noticed that. The more beautiful, the more successful you are as well. I think people hold you to a higher standard, which is yeah. so crazy to me. Yeah, I know. I know. So I guess if you make a mistake, that's how being more forgettable kind of like works for you. <laughs> like, oops. yeah, yeah. I've known people who not women. I think it's very difficult for women, but I've known men who build the kind of brand where they can pretty much say and do anything and get away with it. But for a woman, especially for an attractive woman, I think that would be quite difficult because not only are they waiting for you to fuck up, but I mean, now with cancel culture these days, people right. are just dying to cancel us. You know, people mm-hmm. are just dying to find any reason to the point where they're going to go 10 years back to a tweet. Right. Oh, yeah. Be like, oh, you're a racist because 10 years ago you did this. Like, really? Like, where? Well, 10 years ago, that wasn't racist. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago, culture was different. And probably you were doing it too. And you were saying it too. But you're not going to talk about that right let's not talk about the fact that your parents your friends everyone was probably why aren't you canceling them but you're canceling this person right right? yeah yeah I always look at my uh, Facebook memories every day to see what I've posted you know two three four five six seven eight nine ten years ago and I actually always delete the things that I find cringy (laughs) or like just things that I you know I regret posting now that I know better of course in you know during that time it felt good yeah but also 10 years ago we didn't think like we, yeah. I social think about where social media was 10 years ago 
it, yeah. it was it was kind of the beginning i mean you yeah. can argue we're still in the beginning but 10 years ago you never would have also we you probably i don't know if you had a business i didn't 10 years ago um i was just a 22 year old not knowing mm-hmm. what the hell i'm doing and the idea that someone will one day read something and judge me for it not mm-hmm. taking into consideration how much a person changes in a decade i mean right first of all, i was raised in a very racist homophobic environment really, really? oh my god eastern wow. europe don't get me wrong a beautiful place very hospitable people kind people sometimes but when your basic needs aren't met i think this is what people don't understand about my part of the world when your basic needs are not met it's very hard for you to care about anything beyond that yes and so not that i'm defending anyone because it's still horrible and you can still educate yourself at least a little bit but when you go to them and you're like you are transphobic they're like I just want to put food on the table. What is that? Yeah. They don't even understand why it's important. And yeah. if I hadn't left that environment, I don't think I would have understood that either. Yeah, that's so true. Um, you know, I grew up in the Philippines where obviously it's also a poor country. You know, the GDP is is in, in, in the lower end of things. Um, I might actually do a quick Google to see which which one had better, Bulgaria or Philippines? I think it might. I have be no both. idea. I'm curious. <laughs> Let me Google it quickly. Um, Bulgaria. <laughs> I think it's probably the the Philippines. Mm, I vote Philippines. Bulgaria, Bulgaria, Philippines. Bulgaria is a very small country. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a Philippines, but be- yeah, mostly Bulgaria because it's it's small. It's um, yeah. We're only five six million people now, but. You know, growing up in the Philippines and and growing up poor in a poor country, you know, I didn't grow up rich too. Um, when I started to learn more about the world, when I started traveling, I started learning concepts about feminism, you know, environmentalism. You come back to your country and you see people don't care. People don't care. Divorce is still not legal in my country, even if you abuse your wife. Yeah. Oh and my then God. I know. And then, uh, and so there's annulment, which is a nullification of marriage, uh, which basically says that your marriage is not valid. And then you have to establish that your spouse has like psychological problems or something like that. And this traumatizes the children, you know. So what happens is that couples just end up staying together because it's number one, it's so expensive. I think it's like $6,000 US dollars to to nullify your marriage and most people can't afford that most people don't have even don't have extra like two thousand dollars for an emergency let alone six thousand dollars so people just stay together or they separate they like separate physically um but they can't remarry because they're still married to this person on paper so i mean you know i just wanted to share something about your point that you know in certain places if people are so busy putting food on the table, um, they it's hard for them to care about about other things, and that is why also to like people doing business on social media who are attractive, who are uh, hot, um, some of these people that don't know any better, they are also the more likely people to fall in, under the category of haters, right? Because mm-hmm. if someone has you know their basic needs met and they kind of live up pretty good life and they're they're happy you know they're happy they they also don't feel the need to to like ascribe hate 
right? To to this stranger who didn't do anything to them. <laughs> no, I, you know, I understand why they're doing it because I used to do the same thing. I mean, I when I was when I left my country, I was living in Denmark for a few years because I was doing my master's there. Um completely bankrupting my parents in the process. <laughs> um, that was fun. Thank God I got that job you mentioned as a dishwasher. That was the best day ever. Um, when I was there, um, I forgot my point. Well, what were we talking about? Uh, people who are oh, yes. some haters. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my brain. So <laughs> when I was there, I was so miserable because I was so broke. I mean, I didn't have money. It's not like I, I remember like Danish people are very well off. And even when you it's a very small country, it's a very different world than anything Ooh. anyone can imagine. <laughs> so wow. they live on their own planet. It's a very fascinating place to me. And I remember sitting there in school and my classmates who are all Danish and German, they were sitting there talking about how they're so broke. And I remember this one moment so vividly because to oh. this day, I'm like, oh, she was sitting next to me. She was like, you know, I'm so broke that I don't even think I can go traveling this this summer. I mean, I can go to, to uh, I think she said France or something. I can go to France with you for a few days, but that's about it. And then I have to ask my, my parents for money. And I was like, <laughs> should have learned how to meditate then but I didn't I was right. too angry to meditate I was like are you even I couldn't afford the books that the university that they were mandatory I couldn't afford them so I had to go and beg people to let me photocopy them which a lot of them didn't because they said I should buy my own wow <laughs> so it's the kind of vibe that was there right and I was sitting here like oh I'm so broke I have I can't travel mm. <laughs> okay really yeah put things into perspective so during those few years of my life until I started freelancing and then started my business I was miserable and I would probably do the same I remember ranting a lot mm -hmm. I remember going leaving negative comments on like forums and stuff it's completely well I wouldn't say normal but it's understandable why that happens and yeah. then the moment your life shifts and you you feel like you know what like I can exist with myself now and I don't feel angry oh that's when that changes and it's not a quick thing and that's what I wish you know sometimes you wish you could snap your fingers and everyone who leaves hateful comments can just get that but it doesn't everyone has to go through their own process some people will some people won't yeah no I totally agree with you I remember when I um first got to America and people were talking about homeless people and and how they felt so bad because these people have to live in their car and i was like what what they have a car <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i didn't even realize you said that <laughs> and uh because in the philippines most families actually don't have a car they ride the public transportation which oh. we call jeepneys and and buses and or they would have like a motorcycle or something buying a car is something that you do like in your late 30s or something like that or maybe in your early 30s if you're middle class but it's most people don't have a car and so when I got to America for the first time and people were saying oh I feel so bad for her she sleeps in her car I'm like well guess where the homeless people sleep in my country you know it's like they don't have a car so it's not even poor it's actually people in the Philippines who have a car 
they have to really be like kind of upper middle class to to even have a car so wow. it just you know it, it expands your worldview and um you know traveling expands your worldview and and listening to people and understanding um so that la- last question on our topic that was a really good uh discussion by the way so thank you very much i definitely realized a lot of things there um <laughs> what would you like to tell girls on social media um especially what if they're running their business mostly on social media what would you like to tell them about like appearance hotness and how it all plays into how they run their business well two things the first one is use what you got and mm-hmm. don't feel don't feel ashamed of it i'm not saying like strip naked and go go <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that let's be politically correct it's all good whatever you want but like it's not what i'm saying i'm saying just if you look good there's nothing wrong with that um but the most important thing is and this is where anyone really don't let anyone else's opinion of you or judgments of you affect your own opinion of yourself because i let that happen for so many years to the point where i just reached the lowest point of my life and it was very difficult crawling out of that um it felt like i was buried underground and had to i don't know if you've seen that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where seriously the things that happened in my head where she died they buried her and she they revived her and she had to crawl out of the coffin in the soil to like survive kind of how it is when you reach that really low point in your life especially if it's because of other people's opinions of you so it's a very dangerous path to follow so do whatever you can, like heal from whatever you can, do mm-hmm. whatever you have to for your sanity to not let your opinion of yourself be affected. Of course, take constructive criticism, but you have to very carefully choose the people you take that from. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Be more intentional about yeah. where you know where you take um, people's advice or comments. Um, I think the other thing that I would add there is, you know, if you're doing business on social media, don't forget that you're doing business first. You're not doing social media first. So focus on your results, focus on your clients, you know, spend more time making your clients happy, raising your mm-hmm. level of service, right? Uh, in, because sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking being on social media, posting, um, taking selfies or whatever is part of your business. It does get attention, but the meat of the business or the service that you're that you're providing is really in the results that your customers get. And this is why I love uh, looking at your testimonials, you know, people say about you because you just let other people um, speak for themselves and you're trying to just not hog the the limelight or the spotlight, which is actually a mistake a lot of um, people make, especially attractive people because they're so used to it, right? They're the cheerleader and the quarterback and, and they're used to attention. And mm-hmm. doing business on social media, it's a whole different animal. Oh my God, that is such a good point. I can't believe I didn't even mention that. Yeah, like when you look good, you just want to look at yourself all day long with all the selfies. <laughs> because obviously I do my photo shoots as well. But for some people, it gets to the point where that's all they want to do. Yeah. Instead of actually like 
delivering, let alone over delivering, which is really your saving grace in the era we're living in, is if you don't over deliver, it's going to be a little bit difficult to be thriving in in, uh, in a time of recession and all the other crap we're dealing with. So, you know, let's spend a little less time looking at ourselves and because yeah. self-love is great, but sometimes it can get, it can be borderline toxic, I think, and uh, even prevent you from taking care of the people who paid you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, take care of the people who paid you. That's it. That's the best advice in this <laughs> in this episode. So, uh, well, thank you so much, Desi, for uh, sitting with me. I wish this is you and me on a lunch table with some champagne and oysters. <laughs> but for now, we'll stick to this. Um, where can people find you and um, add some hater comments on your picture? <laughs> You can find me and hate on me as Des the Bravo on every social media platform. I'm Des the Bravo. Or, or you can just type the branding queen in Google and there I am. The branding queen. That's it. I love that. I love that for sure. So, uh, right. Well, thank you so much, Desi, once again. And to all of our listeners, if you like this, please give us a follow or you can give as much as a five-star review if you like this episode. Also, feel free to comment or tell me any topic that you want me to discuss. Follow Des the Brava on social media. Find the branding queen on Google. You will love her posts. You will love following her journey and uh, learning about branding, marketing, and running a business. So see you next week on another episode of None of Your Business. Thanks, Des, and thank you, everyone. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. So it's a wrap. To my entrepreneur friends, I hope that you found this episode interesting and enjoyable. I know I did. Big thanks to our sponsor, Proximity Outsourcing, for making this possible. If you need to outsource anything in your business so you can scale fast and easy, visit ProximityOutsourcing.com and check out their solutions. If there's any topic that you want to request, feel free to reach out. I only have two conditions. You tell me why you find it interesting and you promise it's not business talk. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube and leave us a comment or review because you're cool like that. This is your host, Carla, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for your interest in fun stories. Now we can get back to business. See you next week. And remember, everything here is none of your business.